we're now going to head over to um, Phil Boyer, who's going to uh, do the next part in our Elijah Elisha series on uh, troublemakers. And um, I'm looking forward to hearing the next installment of what's going on with Elisha. And um, knowing Phil, Phil has a real heart for the Father, a real heart for prayer and a real heart for God's word. So I'm excited to see what he has to bring this morning. So uh, open your ears, get your Bibles out and uh, let's dig into God's word together. Well, good morning. It's great to be with you again this morning. We are, yes, carrying on our, our preaching series in uh, Troublemakers series in the book of Two Kings. And today we get to, uh, we, we're, we're following Elisha and uh, the stories and, and the events that surround him and his uh, prophetic ministry to the people of Israel. And we've got to this point where Elisha meets uh, a woman from a place called Shunem. And uh, we're going to look at the interaction between Elisha and this woman and what unfolds and what happens in this relationship and, uh, and some of the things that we can pull out from this story. But it is jam-packed with generosity uh, and with kindness. At the same time, real grief and, and the power of God. And there's a lot for us to grab onto and to pull out this morning. So we're going to read from uh, 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 8 through to 37. And it says, it says this. One day Elisha went on to Shunem, where a wealthy woman lived, who urged him to eat some food. So whenever he passed by that way, he would turn in there and eat food. And she said to her husband, Behold, now I know that this is a holy man of God, who is continually passing our way. Let us make a small room on the roof with walls and put there for him a bed, a table, a chair and a lamp, so that whenever he comes to us, he can go in there. One day he came there, and he turned into the chamber and rested there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, Call this Shunammite. When he had called her, she stood before him. And he, said to, and he said to him, Say to her now, See, you have taken all this trouble for us. What is to be done for you? Would you have a word spoken on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. And he said, what then is to be done for her? Gehazi answered, Well, she has no son, and her husband is old. He said, Call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway. And he said, At this season, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, No, my lord, O man of God, do not lie to your servant. But the woman conceived, and she bore a son about that time the following spring, as Elisha had said to her. When the child had grown... He went out one day to his father among the reapers. And he said to his father, Oh, my head, my head. His father said to his servant, Carry him to his mother. And when he, has lifted him, when he had lifted him and brought him to his mother, the child sat on her lap till noon. And then he died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door behind him and went out. Then she called to her husband and said, Send me one of our servants and one of the donkeys, that I may go quickly to the man of God and come back again. And he said, Why will you go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. She said, All is well. Then she saddled the donkey and said to her servant, Urge the animal on. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. 
So she set out and came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. When the man of God saw her coming, he said to Gehazi, his servant, Look, there is the Shunammite. Run at once to meet her and say to her, Is all well with you? Is all well with your husband? Is all well with the child? And she answered, All is well. And when she came to the mountain to the man of God, she caught hold of his feet. And Gehazi came to push her away. But the man of God said, Leave her alone, for she is in bitter distress. And the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. Then she said, Did I not ask? Did I ask my Lord for a son? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? And he said to Gehazi, Tie up your garment and take my staff in your hand and go. If, anyone, uh, if you meet anyone, do not greet him. And if anyone greets you, do not reply. And lay my staff on the face of the child. Then the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was no sound or sign of life. Therefore he returned to meet him and told him the child has not awakened. When Elisha came to the house, he saw the child lying dead on his bed. So he went in and shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. Then he went up and lay on the child, putting his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, and his hands on his hands. And as he stretched himself upon him, the flesh of the child became warm. Then he got up again and walked once back and forth in the house and went up and stretched himself upon the child. The child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes. Then he summoned Gehazi and said, Call this Shunammite. So he called her. And when she came to him, he said, Pick up your son. She came and fell at his feet, bowing to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. What a story. What a story. It's packed full of, of emotion, of you know, real-life circumstances, of generosity. And the power of God remarkably uh, displayed towards the end of the chapter. But going back to the beginning of the chapter, I wonder, can you recount a moment in your life, perhaps there's many, maybe there's, uh, maybe there's none, maybe there's a couple, some moments when uh, you have been blessed unexpectedly by someone else's generosity towards you. Uh, I can think of a couple of moments in, in my life uh, where, where uh, you know, small acts of kindness and generosity where I've uh, come with a couple of items uh, out of a, um, ready to pay for them in a shop and uh, someone ahead of me has said, let me get them for you. And being genuinely, just amazingly surprised really, not expecting that. And uh, I wonder, perhaps you've got similar stories or maybe, you know, more amazing stories, remarkable stories. Um, this woman that we're introduced to in verse 8 of, this, of chapter 4, she is remarkably generous, uh, unexpectedly generous, uh, almost for no reason at first. You know, Elisha's walking by and she says, come and have some food. I see you walk by. Come and have some food. You need to eat. <laughs> Perhaps Elisha looked particularly malnourished, uh, but she's generous towards him. She, she was generous towards him before she even knew who he was. And then we see that she finds out who he is and, and she ends up saying to her husband, well, this, this is a man of God and we want to honour him and look after him. Why don't we build an extension on our house? We'll put a room up the top and he can stay there and sleep there and rest. And I guess the, the husband must have been in agreement because, because it happened. And uh, Elisha capitalised on this. 
um, was richly blessed by this woman's incredible, incredible generosity. This woman isn't acting, uh, you know, she's not being manipulative. She's not trying to buy something out of Elisha. Oh, look, oh, by the way, look, I don't know if you've realized, I've just been <laughs> quite lavishly generous towards you. Anything you can do for me before God. It's not like that. She just, she just overflows in generosity towards him, quite remarkably. It looks like honest generosity, which is just given in Elisha's direction. I wonder, do you have any examples, personal examples in your life where you have been lavishly generous to others? And I want to, you know, I'm provoked by this story. This woman is remarkably generous. Am I as generous as she is? I think of my children, uh, our youngest, we have three children, my wife and I, our youngest, uh, Joshua, um, you know, there are moments in, in the household where you have three children and he ends up upset for, for, for one reason or another. Um, or perhaps he's not upset, but he's just in need of something. And uh, one of my children, will, one of the other two, will spot this need and will go out of their way, unprompted, not asked, out of their way to either fix the situation, to cheer Joshua up, or just to bless him. Uh, it might be that, uh, that he's got... Um, they've got something, uh, uh, an item of food on their plate or something that Joshua <laughs> has made it clear that he might like. And, uh, and, um, and amazingly and beautifully, uh, Phoebe or Zach, one of the other two of our children, will just unprompted, we haven't asked them, they've seen what Joshua would like, they've seen that he is in need or in want, and they say, let me bless you with this. And you see this wonderful interaction where Joshua is blessed because of their generosity towards him. And that is only small in the grand scheme of things, or perhaps it's massive. I don't know how you are with giving away food or, or being generous in general. But it's a wonderful example of generosity. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 actually talks about the generosity of God, of Christ. It says of Jesus, though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that in his poverty we might become rich. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 and 5 say, But God being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, that is our sin, our wrongdoing, our corruption, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace we have been saved. That is by kindness, by his generosity, we have been saved. Generosity is, is a wonderful, it's a beautiful thing. I wonder, maybe we could think about some ways that we could be generous. Generous like this, this woman was generous to Elisha. Uh, perhaps I could uh, ask you some questions. How, how now, in this current season, in this climate, do you think you could be generous? Unprompted, you're not doing anything to gain anything in return from other people. Uh, you just want to bless people. How can we be generous? Perhaps... You know, COVID restrictions are decreasing. Perhaps you could have people in your house. Perhaps you're not comfortable to have people in your house. You can have people in your garden. Um, it might not be food or hospitality in the home. What about money? What about your time? How can we be generous? I want to provoke us. I feel provoked reading this story. How can we be generous people with what we have? How can you be generous to others around you with your home, your food, your time, your emotions? Your, how can you be generous and serve others? I'd love us. Let's, let's, let's take the, this opportunity to really 
grabs, grab, grab something uh, in this and, uh, and express generosity towards others in the church, outside the church. Let's be generous people, friends. Let's be generous as this woman was generous, as God in Christ Jesus was generous towards us because he's given us salvation and we don't deserve it. Not only is this story full of generosity, richly flowing with kindness and compassion, actually there's, there's more, there's more in here. There's the healing power of God. And, uh, and I wonder if we look at Elisha and the interaction between Elisha and the woman, we see another side. You see, Elisha was so impressed with this woman's generosity and kindness towards him that he ends up brainstorming with Gehazi, his servant. How can we bless this woman? See what she's done for us. How remarkable her generosity is. How can we bless her in return? Elisha is so, uh, so impacted by her generosity that he has this conversation with Gehazi. We need to be able to, to do something in return. And he says, well, would you, would you have a word spoken on your behalf to the king or the commander of the army? She's not fussed about that. She just wanted to bless. This shows the love of God. that actually uh, Elisha, when considering this, having brainstormed with Gehazi, they finally come to a, a light bulb moment and they say, oh, she's childless. And in those days, uh, for a woman who, she's not young anymore, for a woman who, who is childless, there was extra associated shame to be barren. And so this beautiful moment occurs where Gehazi goes, well, she hasn't got a son. And Elisha goes, that's it. We're going to bless her with a son. And amazingly, uh, to her disbelief, a son comes along. And she's like, no, don't get my hopes up. Don't get my hopes up. But a son comes along. Amazing, miraculous provision. God blesses them, blesses her. And then just a couple of verses later, tragically, we read, the son dies. Can you imagine the woman's grief? Can you imagine the pain in her heart? Hence why she says to Elisha, look, I, I asked you not to lie to me. Now look what has happened. I've lost my son, the one who I wanted for so long I knew I couldn't have. I dealt with that. And now you've given me a son and he's been taken away. Imagine the pain in this woman's heart. And the woman, she takes her son in that moment where her son dies, she takes her son and she carries him upstairs and she puts him on Elisha's bed. And we need not to miss this because this is, this is faith. You know, we walk through difficult times, many of us. And this woman, in even her deepest, darkest valley moments, in real difficulty, she... she she puts her boy on the man of God's bed. She takes her boy upstairs and she puts him on his bed. She demonstrates a trusting and a, a leaning on God, a dependence on him, a I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give him to you, Lord, and you do you do what you want. I'm going to trust you with this situation and I'm going to be filled with faith and honor the Lord and I'm going to trust you with this situation. Friends, there's a, real, there's a real reminder for us amidst everything that's gone on, amidst difficulties and despair, for us to hold on to him 
and to uh, to be f- to, to be filled with 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 a trust, a deep trust in the Lord and a, a faith in him. That doesn't mean everything always goes the way we want it to, but to trust. Lord, I'm going to trust you with this. Let's do that. And Elisha, he comes and he closes the door behind him and he, he prays. And then we see this amazing, um, this, this amazing act of, of faith and, and, and healing occur as Elisha goes over to the boy who's laid on his bed and he lies on the child, his, his mouth to his mouth, his eyes to his eyes and his hands on his hands. And there's this enacting of the life of God that is in Elisha, the, the power and the anointing of God that is in Elisha as a prophet um, that is this, this enacting of life to go from him, from one body into another. And the flesh becomes warm. And he goes, he goes away again and he comes back and he does the same thing. Life imparting, power of God, come into this child. And the child awakens remarkably. The child awakens and, and sneezes and breathes and opens his eyes. And Elisha says to Gehazi, call the woman. And he says, take your son. What a wonderful, what a beautiful moment. Friends, this morning we come to one who is greater, one who is greater than Elisha, uh, one who is, who is filled with all authority. All authority was given to him by the Father. His name is Jesus. He is greater. He is the greatest that has ever been. He is the greatest that ever was. And, uh, and this morning, amazingly, we have the privilege of drawing close to him. And so maybe you'd just like to invite him. Let's invite him now. Uh, into, into our midst, allow him to speak, allow him to stir our hearts. This morning, we come to one who is greater, much, much, much greater. The Revelation, the book of Revelation, the last book in the New Testament, talks about Jesus as his face shining like the sun in full strength. It talks about his voice being like the roar of many waters. Uh, that his hair was white like wool, he's got eyes of fire. We have an awesome picture of the risen Lord Jesus who is in heaven. And this morning we come to him and he comes, he, he welcomes us, he welcomes us with, with arms wide open. And he is the one, he is the true life giver. He is the one that gives life in all his fullness. He is the one that truly raises the dead. He did that while he was on earth. And he does that, friends, spiritually speaking, with you and me. We just have to invite him. Perhaps, friends, having looked at this story, perhaps you feel like the boy uh, in a way. Perhaps there's uh, sin in your life that has corroded uh, parts of your life and, and, uh, and, and you're aware of that. Perhaps you know that there's stuff that's sneaking in. Uh, uh, perhaps actually it's, it's, um, it's not subtle uh, and that there, there are things that really perhaps have got out of control or or you know that it needs dealing with um maybe you know jesus and you've just you've just backslidden you've just come off the boil you're not you're not on fire for jesus anymore um he brings life he can he can reinvigorate you uh, give you joy in your heart and peace in your heart and and reveal more of himself 
to you. Maybe this morning you've been listening to, listening to this, you've been with us this morning, you're not a Christian, uh, you don't know Jesus, but you've heard about Jesus this morning, we've sung to him, uh, we've read about this story and you've heard that Jesus is greater and you're living with guilt uh, and you'd love to live with forgiveness and freedom, you're living with pain and you're living with hurt uh, and, and death and, and you feel that and you know that. Um, maybe it's not quite to that extent, but there is one. <laughs> there is one, the Lord Jesus, who offers life in all its fullness. The Bible says that, that in him there is life. It says he is the way, the truth and the life. That's what, that's what this tells us. I want to encourage you this morning. Uh, wherever you are, in whatever category you fit in, maybe you're a Christian and you've fallen cold, fallen away, maybe you're a Christian, you're aware of sin in your life, maybe you're not a Christian, uh, but you realise actually you need to come to the Lord, you need to come to, to Jesus. And friends, let me reassure you, he, he, I've said it already, he has arms wide open towards us and he welcomes us this morning. All we have to do is come. And so I'm going to pray and why don't we respond uh, by worshipping but I'm going to pray and uh, Lord I, I, I ask uh, Lord that you would come Lord come now Lord we, we, we want to receive what you've got for us Lord where we've been uh, stingy and not generous Father I pray that you make us big hearted Lord, I pray that you provoke us. How can we be generous to those around us? Lord, I pray as you were generous to us, lavishly generous to us, Lord, I pray um, where there's death, where, where, where stuff has kind of snuck its way into our hearts or, or, or more obviously kind of ploughed its way in, Lord, where sin is alive in our hearts, Father, I pray that you would help us come to your son, Jesus. Lord, I pray that you'd help us come close to you. And Lord, we, we come this morning uh, and we thank you that you receive us. We don't have to come in a particular way. We don't have to come looking good. We can come looking bad. Thank you, Lord. And, and so, Lord Jesus, we come. We come to you this morning and, uh, and we ask, would you minister into our hearts? Lord, we want to draw close to you and know your wonderful, welcoming, opening arm, open arms towards us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yeah, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for the way you have been speaking to us this morning about uh, breathing life into us, Jesus, as, as we just heard uh, Phil sharing in his message again, Father. We, we just ask, Lord, for this morning that your spirit will be breathed afresh into every one of us, Lord, Father, that it will go away completely changed, completely topped up, Father, that we will be sustained through the week ahead. Father, And we just thank you, Lord, that you have come and you have met with us today, Jesus. And uh, uh, what a privilege it has been, Father, to meet with you. Thank you, Lord. Back again next Sunday, 10.15, uh, same time. Um, do uh, plug into our, our newsletter if you haven't already you can uh, you can do so in life news there's some amazing testimonies stories book reviews all sorts of things that happen in that email that goes out so do encourage you just to to sign up for that brilliant well thank you so much for joining us today it has been great to worship with you this morning and uh, we'll be back again 10 15 next week see you guys soon bye bye